Alexa, stop. What's happening? What is happening is just a great tagline for this, for this show, for our lives, for the <laughs> world, uh, for this 110th episode of the Belligerent Views podcast. Belated episode because of my traveling tired ass. I hope my voice isn't too spent from uh, being on the road and also literally just being at the first Minnesota Twins playoff victory in the entire time that we've all known each other. And then that <laughs> can't be real. 2004 since they won a single. Wow. It's so magnanimous that Alexa wants to get on this episode so bad. <laughs> uh, Trevor Larnick did not play. He was at the game, though. They introduced him as, as they do with playoff lineups, and I screamed my ass off. For Damn Trevor right, Larnick. he did. And then, and then I was, I was, I was, I went from like a ten to a seven after screaming Trevor as loud as I could uh, in pregame introductions. But it was for Trevor, and the Twins won. Royce Lewis is him. Oregon State beat Utah on Friday. We are ranked 15th in the country. Lots of fun shit to get into tonight. Uh, I am feeling great. It is uh, Tuesday, October 3rd. Happy Mean Girls Day on October 3rd. He asked me what day it was. What day is it? It's October 3rd. You quote more movies than anybody I know, and you also quote more movies that I've never seen than anybody I know. Yeah, I've seen, seen Mean Girls. Girls. Okay. I've, I've seen Mean Girls. I've seen Mean Girls. <laughs> this, is seen mean girls. Bone, this is a bone Ben has been ready to pick with me for a while. It's like, <laughs> next time he quotes a weird movie, and then he, I quoted Mean Girls. He's like, I, I'm going for anyway God i'm diving in i'm diving in on this one <laughs> this is my chance it is tuesday october 3rd and we are a little bit late in getting this episode out to you we are sorry about that this is my fault uh but also last night monday night we had a very 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 important day for uh the belligerent Beefs family uh the retirement party for marcy bertram yeah mama bertram Woo! who has been just a, a kick-ass individual for, for Kaiser, correct, JP? For, that's correct. For, 41 years, essentially. 41 nice. years. She doesn't even look 41 years old. She does not. Thank you. I get yeah. those jeans. He, he means you do yeah. get those jeans. You also don't look 41 years old. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but that was in. So Jay, you you flew in and out to the bay. Yeah, but it had got no in and out. Sadly, um, oh, I didn't oh, get in and out sad. either. I know, I know. We did cross paths. I looked out the window for you this morning, I did Terry. Too. JP and I were one concourse and one gate away for about 15 minutes at SFO. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, one concourse and one gate? <laughs> I was flying out of C6 as JP landed into D7. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was uh, on the seat next to Sam. I was like, I think JP just got to concourse D. She was like, I don't know what to do with that information. <laughs> cool. Yeah. We could go record an emergency podcast real quick at the Farmer Brown's bar that always has a really long line for some reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had a great um, weekend for me in, in the Bay. I hadn't I been to proper wine country before. Santa Rosa cool. and Sonoma, man. That's beautiful. 
Like, well, I don't understand why there are other places besides Corvallis, of course. I've never been. <laughs> yeah, this is a first for me. Mm-mm. Gotta add that no. to the bucket list. It's a beautiful mm. region. It gives off similar vibes, though, to the Willamette Valley and Yamhill Valley. Right. Sands, the greenness that you get up here. Right. I can also, another thing I ticked off my bucket list that wasn't on my bucket list, but I put it on there after I did it because of how proud I was, was navigating San Francisco rush hour traffic as a driver in my rental car for the first time. <laughs> uh, not for the week. Nice. Gained a lot more respect for JP learning how to drive in, in, in that zoo. Uh, <laughs> waited probably two hours at the airport for my rental car and got put, I, our flight landed at like 1.30 and I was like, oh man, we'll like, we won't beat like all the traffic, but at least we're not driving at four. And of course, I wasn't in my rental until four o'clock. And it wouldn't have mattered anyways. Probably not, but still. Have you guys ever got your rental car at the time that you should have gotten your rental car? I've had it happen once. Once that is like once in I don't know ten or fifteen times. It was in it was in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl last year. <laughs> the only time I walked up to an empty counter. Good good segue to our new sponsor, Turo. <laughs> Drops the car off to the minute at your front door. Oh, I'm using Turo next time for sure. I'm not using traditional rental car ever again. Don't use it ever again. And this is actually not a sponsored segment by any means, but it's just (laughs) I love Turo. Um, exactly. Turo is how we've had reasonably priced a Tesla and a Cadillac Escalade driving to Oregon State football games. And both wow. times they dropped off at my house and picked them up when I was home. That was the famous Escalade Whoa. from the Civil War last year, Benny. Yeah. Yeah, no, I knew, I know that. And then the Tesla for the uh, UC Davis game. Y- no. San Diego State. Game. San, Diego San Diego State. State. The one That's that you right. were yeah. at. Yeah, yeah, that one. It was <laughs> a California school. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, JP, kill like 10 more seconds while I look up for the, the information of the guy who. Oh, in the Escalade? Yeah. Zach. Zach, fr- <laughs> he DM'd us saying, hey, it's Zach from the freeway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pulled up next to us with the chop with the homemade chop sign with his girlfriend. And the next episode, we're like, if if that was you, please DM us. And then our next DM was, hey, it's Zach from the freeway, which is just a fantastic way to start <laughs> any DM. Wait, did he just recognize you guys or did he just he pull must, up alongside What's you go, funny is so JP, we're in the left lane. JP's driving. I'm in the back seat. The windows and tinted are ass tinted, windows. Yeah. And super secret producer Skinder is in the front seat. So Skins is the most recognizable member of this podcast and he's not on this podcast. I don't know <laughs> what that says about us, but I don't care. <laughs> I love it. I love you Skins. I love Zach from the freeway. I love Turo. Use Turo for all your rental car needs, Beaver fam. Use the code CHOPEM at checkout just to see what fucking happens when you use CHOPEM at checkout. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. Who knows? (laughs) Oregon State's back in the win column. We're 4-1. We're ranked 15th and feeling nice, baby. So nice. Yes. I will say the one, my favorite thing about driving in San Francisco this past week, and then we'll get into Oregon State stuff. Uh, but driving on the one hundred and one. No, it's not the one hundred and one. Driving on one hundred and one. It's just driving, yeah, on one hundred and one. In LA, they say the the I five, uh, the one hundred and one, okay, the okay, one. Okay, okay. NorCal, okay, it's sure. just the number. When I was returning 
from Santa Rosa, which is, of course, north of, of the city by the bay. You could say I was speeding like a demon on 101 <laughs> South. <laughs> JP, please play five seconds of Spanish uh, team by Andre Nicotin. <laughs> Half a blood hanging off her mouth. Speeds like a demon on 101 South of Smoke. I knew I was coming. I knew it. I knew it. My girlfriend Sam was not very familiar with Andre Nicotina before this trip. And boy, was she after because it's kind of all I talked about. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a fun trip. I'm proud of that trip. Exactly. Just going into vineyards and trying to make Andre Nicotina lyrics relatable, uh, which they are. They're relatable to everything. Shout out, Nikki. Where am I from? Oh, have you heard baking soda in Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. Someone was, there is some. But what does that actually mean? I don't know. It's cocaine related. It's not about like friendly neighbors (laughs) borrowing baking soda from each other. Yeah. We're, we're, we're baking and we, we need some soda. Um, and, and we drink much soda. Shout out yeah. Danzilla. Shout <laughs> out Danzilla. We're, we're in Minnesota. It's yeah. So that's, I'm pretty sure that's what that means. Someone mentioned, I forget where this was, but someone vaguely just mentioned the concept of daiquiris and oh, I cannot no. hear, I cannot hear that word without immediately going daiquiri factory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ruined for life. If you ever want me to behave like a normal person in public, you can't say or you can't say the word or drink a daiquiri near me, or I will just start spouting nicotine lyrics. Yeah. Maybe that's what you want. I don't know. I don't know yeah. your life. I don't know your goals. Well, desires and goals all always relate around not our nicotina. Let's be real. He's kind of exactly. covered every base. He has covered 100%. Every. Yeah. He really has. Yeah. It's like a Trent Bray defense playing at Reserve. Oh. Oh, good segue. Good segue. We've got we've got a lot to get into. Let's start by getting wait, let's start by reviewing the her show uh outline. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, should I is this my turn to put something in? Yeah, every every Do I do this every one hundred and ten episodes? Every one hundred (laughs) and ten episodes. We're we're just going off the cuff today. Yeah, because let's do it. Let's I, do it. There's I nothing really this... pertinent to like have to address. So let's we just know. Let's just... We know. Let's just talk. Yeah. yeah from the I heart. made the Zoom link. Zoom link this afternoon, and then headed to the Twins game, and was like, "Oh, I'll write the rest of the outline after the Twins game." <laughs> yeah, and right. I, and then I, it was, it still wasn't that late, but I had to get McDonald's, and then I had to sit. I, I watched some other playoff baseball, and then it was time to record. And here we are. So, welcome to the Reagan beer segment of yes. 100% of the Belligerent Beeves podcast. And I am going to do, 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 I'm going to start, let's go with JP's pouring something right now. And I want to see what it is. So oh, you caught me. Good, good call though. My beer today uh, is is a little bit of a salute to a, a nod to where you were visiting this last weekend, Terry, to where I uh, briefly stopped through uh, yesterday and left this morning, um, to where the Oregon State football team will be at least in the vicinity of in the next coming days and this weekend. Uh, and this is a, a a beer from Humble Sea Brewing, based out of Santa nice. Cruz, and they Ooh. have tap rooms all over the peninsula now. So if you have not been to Humble Sea, please do check them out. Uh, I actually ordered this one special order, so it wasn't something I picked up when I was just down there. This is was was delivered last week with this episode in mind, though I tied in all the other stuff later because I didn't realize that would make so much sense. 
It is um, the Anchor Sea beer. Ooh. California steam beer made in honor of... Delta Gamma. No, in honor of <laughs> Anchor Steam Brewing that Sapporo ruined, drove to the ground, and shut oh. down. Uh, they they have taken what they've heard from uh, the recipe from ex-employees and, and tried to replicate as closely as they could. And I am drinking one now. It was my grandfather's favorite American beer who, who was raised in San Francisco. So, of course, it was. And so it's go. nice to see that there's still some continuity here. And, uh, yeah, the, I think that the fact that the team – and two uh, out of three of us were in the area. Uh, it made a lot of sense to have it tonight. So this is Anchor Absolutely. C, the California Steam beer, not Anchor Steam, Anchor C, Anchor but based C-C. off the based off the Steam beer, Anchor Steam, nice. and it's delicious. Hell yeah! I nice. love Santa Cruz, dude. I haven't been. Ooh, you oh, really? Man. I haven't. I think, Think like if Eugene wasn't gross and smelled like poop and on a beach. Yeah. So <laughs> way cooler than Eugene. Yeah. So, so think not Eugene. <laughs> I've heard great things. And yeah. I mean, just their their school, their school. UC Santa Cruz, coolest mm-hmm. thing besides Beavers. They're the banana slugs. Yep. Yeah. They join the pack three. Let's get UC Santa <laughs> yes. Cruz in here. Yeah. The banana slug Beavers and Cougars. Yeah. And announcing like a very it. special expansion coming soon the belligerent banana slugs podcast (laughs) (laughs) all we do is talk uc santa cruz and the fact that john travolta was wearing that t-shirt in pulp fiction he was wearing a uc santa cruz shirt yeah when they when he and jules get the uh like change of clothes vincent's mm. shirt is a uc santa cruz banana slug shirt it's kind of like leonardo nice. dicaprio wearing the os Weird. hat right right yeah that was <laughs> man how long ago was that i don't know when os was like oh seven i think it started yeah. becoming a thing so at least and with at most 16 years ago with khalifa was rocking an oregon state throwback hat before the or wait That's maybe true. he was wearing the os i don't remember but with khalifa well, wore one and it was really cool i have to say the 90s are back the kids they love the 90s look and and i would be shocked if uh we we don't see the uh, Angry Benny logo. Ooh, make, I like uh, some make like, a, The kids also comeback. love dad hats. Yeah, they're like, coming. Dad hats, like the golf hats. Dad hats, not the ones not I wear. Style baseball hat. Uh, style. We're gonna see, oh, yeah, we'll for okay. sure see some like newly made Angry Benny dad hats. Yeah, really. Yeah, and the kids will be wa- re- wearing that with like Jinko jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, gonna... or is that just the most ninety thing that you could think of? Or no, they wear serious? they wear like wide legged jeans now. Oh my god, I feel so old. <laughs> I have I no, getting, I hung I had no on, idea. I hung on to wide leg jeans for so long that I started getting roasted for it in like the late aughts or whatever. And you mean to tell me that that shit is just com- becoming cool again? That, yep. I mean, that's just how it works. Whatever. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. I don't throw anything. So away. just hang on to whatever whatever you like for twenty years and. <laughs> You'll yeah. be cool just, again. Just yeah. never change, and then it comes in cycles. And you'll have your times while you're down, but you'll be you'll be up again. Too. Honestly, though, the strategy <laughs> around that is like at least you know there's a time where the the tide is going to turn in your favor versus always 
seeking out being cool and missing the mark all the time. True. And then all of a sudden you're never cool ever again. Yeah, I feel like you just described a group of people we know. And I have a hard <laughs> time. Someone who's always just changing shit for its own sake. Yeah. Like always a, a, a new thing every week, despite sometimes hitting with like an old, I don't know. Um, it never hit. That's the type problem. of person who would just, you know, pay someone to hold up a sign saying something without the person Dude. holding it, even know it, knowing. Oh no, is. are we talking game day I mean, again? You know, no, no, oh. I, no. I, I. This is a purely hypothetical, whatever. I don't. What, what's game day? I don't know what that is. is that, wow, thank you, thank you. That was mm. a that was a video that was a football video game in the early '90s, I believe. It was a good video game. Uh, it was a good video. Game, I don't. Anyway, Betty, it's your turn in the Rag and Pierce segment. I've seen evidence of some, Smoke? some narcotic activities and also a Powerade Zero uh, and <laughs> maybe, maybe something else fun. What 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 kind of goodies uh, we got there tonight, bud? Uh, just had uh, a THC drink. The smoke is is just incense that I let down here. Um, so fooled You're you. So healthy now. Uh, God. Damn it. I had a yeah, THC drink and it uh it actually I had the THC drink. I hopped on the Peloton. You guys haven't done that. It's do it. <laughs> it's mine um, still doesn't work, so no, I haven't. No way. <laughs> but you know what? There's there's a Peloton group of people that uh are like stoned and riding. Dude, it's it's I kind bet, of fun. And it doesn't it makes the time fly by. Um but anyways, I did that and um yeah, so I I had uh, an edible drink. Wow. And so a, a Powerade, which you had a drink yeah, Powerade. A drinkable and it yeah. was so good. healthy now. Yeah. <laughs> you had the drinkable with your lunchable after you had your edible. Yes. So it was yeah. an edible day. Is it was this like a healthy picnic. is this I mean, we're you've always been healthy. I well maybe not. Well, None of us have always been healthy. No. No. Are are you I, is this are just we a, yet? is this just adulting or are you thinking about how hot you want to look at the pool in Vegas in two weeks? Yeah, I can't or wait Benny's to look. So, I, well, what's the weather is supposed that two to weeks? be like in Vegas? That's yeah. in two weeks. Less. Than I know. Two weeks. I saw that today too. I was like, oh shit. Are you going to wear like? A, are you going to wear a sixteen pound vest to sleep and like? Yeah. While, while doing yard work yeah. again. <laughs> Definitely sleep. It works best when you're yeah. sleeping. <laughs> it probably. Yeah. yeah, that's what a weighted blanket is essentially. Yeah, true, true. Um, yes, I've been wearing a weighted vest all over my uh, house, which is pretty much just this chair while I work. Um, so <laughs> nice. I will have a uh, right. uh, yeah a, weighted vest. Define six. You're, you're supposed yoked. to be. You're supposed to be sitting down while while doing it. And I'm yeah. so excited to see you guys. This is gonna be fun. It will Man, be fun. I, it's so I haven't I bet. I haven't. It was like two weeks from now. I haven't actually bet on sports in so long. So Benny, I'm so excited to just like throw down some parlays. Oh, and, oh, oh, yeah. 16 and parlays. I can't oh, wait. Yeah. It's like always, Benny and I it's, did freshman year. It's the college. only gambling I'm interested in doing. Just we'll do that. It's a Beavs bye week, so it's perfect. We'll just bet on some whatever meaningless college football games on Saturday and meaningless NFL games on Sunday because, of course, our two teams, the Niners and Vikings, are playing on Monday night. So it'll just be <laughs> it'll just be money. <laughs> yeah, we're interested in. We'll be the That's one people. We'll be the only people in Vegas solely motivated by money that weekend. Yeah, everyone else no I'm one sure else has like us. Is cheering with their heart or whatever. Uh, I do not have a Pliny the Elder IPA, despite being uh, in Santa Rosa this past weekend, the home of Russian River Brewing Company, which is the home of. Did you go the there, Pliny the Elder? I did. Yeah, that's a cool one. brewery. It's cool. Yeah. It is a cool brewery. 
Um, so I don't have one. <laughs> I didn't bring any home because, you know, just had to carry on. Didn't want to deal flying with it. It's also just like, you know, this is good. It's fine. Um, so what's left in my fridge, it's another cold Kolsch, which I had last week. Uh, so I'm running it back, but that helped uh, us get a big beaver win uh, this Friday. Yeah. So oh, and I was there wearing shoes. <clears throat> the same Kolsch. Ooh. Exactly. So I want to cheers in this segment, and then I want to get into the fun stuff of a very very party uh party a party in the usa uh at on friday night at research so cheers gents cheers to the bees cheers, cheers to us it's cheers all about the one. beaver yeah jp have you washed your hand yet uh i feel like this is a trick question but it's, the answer is no since <laughs> you on friday night you shook oh. the hand of one big game boomer yeah <laughs> who was in the house for oregon state utah and we've loved big game boomer for a while he's and he's loved th- us thrown, too. thrown some hype our way helped us grow the show we appreciate that this is a great yeah, absolutely. time to rate and review five stars only share the show with a friend belligerent mm-hmm. beeves five stars belligerent only fans slash <clears throat> merch. yeah <laughs> I, we're always only talking about only fans um but he was in the house. He he tries to make it to Thursday and Friday games uh, because you know he said uh, he can't go to games on Saturday because then you just miss too much. And I, I respect that. He's you know the end of Casino with Robert De Niro. He's just in his living room watching a hundred TVs and is like, I can still pick winners. That's a terrible Robert De Niro, but whatever. <laughs> um, I've never had that in my bag, and I don't I don't imagine trying. Um, but so he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna go to. Oregon State versus Utah on Friday, September 29th. And you met him, JP. So, JP, yeah, just t- tell us about the vibes of meeting a major Twitter celebrity, but also just the Friday night at Reacer. Put put yeah. us in your shoes, my man. Uh, yeah, I'll start with um, shouting out BGB. Like, you know, thanks a lot for coming out to Corvallis, checking it out. I, I mean, obviously, there was uh, some motivation to see what uh, a lot of the country doesn't see, and that is – the, the that Beaver Nation shows out that Research Stadium is a gem. That Oregon State is legit, and I think I didn't expect him to not see things that way. And I think he's a, a very fair person when it comes to the way he, um, you know, judges and looks at uh, the, his rankings. Honestly, sometimes I'm sure they're just for fun and for conversations, but I do think. Uh, he has some good perspective on a lot of it all, and uh, from what talking talking to BGB at the game, he was he was blown away. I think I think even with his highest expectations, he was shocked with what kind of environment atmosphere we had in Corvallis. Uh, he loved Corvallis, um, and and he was a good dude. He was just honestly like you never really know when you meet somebody who you just know on the internet and you meet them in person, and. Uh, he he could easily if he could fit in right here on our on our show. I just think he's uh, that kind of like down to earth kind of guy. So thanks for thanks for meeting up. Um, yeah, the the service wasn't great, so we were kind of like messaging, and then it was failing. And I'm like, hey, I'm gonna drag my children down to the terrace if you're if you're around there to come come meet me there. And then it's like, where's the terrace? I tell him where the terrace is. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, I'll, I'll I'll hang out and see if he's if he can make it here. We were uh, catching up at, uh, with Paul, Funky Paul Molina, and Katie as well. The goat, Katie the goat. And um, then I look over and he looks over and I'm like, why? That's there you are. And he's pointing at me and it was like, whoa, hey, we found each other. So um, while we planned to meet, but it also it was kind of serendipitous at the same time. And uh, I'm glad I'm glad we did. So hopefully, um, you know, we I I let him know on behalf of Beaver Nation that we appreciate the the. Uh, the coverage 
uh, that he's providing and the exposure that he is providing. I, I say with that uh, on behalf of the belligerent beeves that we appreciate um, any uh, hype he has provided for us. Um, and, you know, he kind of felt the same, which was, which was interesting. He's just, you know, said, thanks for, thanks for always like engaging with my stuff as well. And, um, continuing to build the conversation, uh, and hopefully we'll get him on a show. He did say, uh, yeah, he'd be interested in, in jumping on. So maybe, maybe we will get a recap of his, uh, f- little four day trip to Corvallis. That, right. that would be awesome. I, I don't know if you were, um, sort of keeping up with what he was tweeting throughout his time in Corvallis. Um, but when you say that he was he was blown away or impressed, I mean that that's certainly the uh, vibe that he gave. Um, you know, retweeting out his his experience in Corvallis, which I, I think was good. Uh, looked like he went to the Peacock, so I think yeah. the trip to Corvallis uh, is never complete without a trip to the Peacocks. So, yeah, and no, he hit the right see. spots. He did like Block 15. He did Peacock. I don't know if he ended up at Local Boys though. We're gonna have to hold I that one over yeah. his head a bit, but. We well, won't just means he has to come back until he's on the show. You know? Yeah, that means right. he just has that's to come it, back. That's like when you leave someone at somebody's house and it's just like, oh, I just wanted to make sure I had to see you again. Right. I, 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 I want to know. So you can only see so much through the TV, right? And Reeser looked lit. Yeah. Um, even like it has been really, really lit before. This seemed like it was on a different level. I was following what people were saying on Twitter. People that were there was saying that it was on a different level. What was it like being there live? Uh, it was better than I anticipated and I had high expectations. I'll put it that way. The, the student section was jammed and overflowing. Um, the, the standing room only, this is actually one of those things I was, I was curious how it would play out. The standing room only areas, Beaver street terrace standing between the student section and the club section of the the old news side i was wondering you know people might go flock to those areas if they've got seats up in the upper corners and uh you know it might not be the best uh inducer of a loud and or lively environment uh, given that it's just like casual in nature to go hang and stand um the standard only spots were, were jammed the seats were jammed the student section was jammed. Everything was loud, engaged. Um, I would also ha- I have to just point this out because we we have also talked about the fact that that this was the start of the revenge tour. This was the start of the, all the teams, the true start, who turned yep. their backs on our conference and left us for dead. And that's all that we've got for the rest of this season. But this being the first one and. Uh, how much this game really could mean for the for the season and the program uh, and the fans. I was expecting a little bit more animosity uh, and not I wasn't hoping for it, but I was expecting to see it and I didn't see it. And I thought we let we let the talking happen on the field, which was awesome. Right. Uh, and of course, we had circumstances that played into our favor for that, given we were winning uh, and we didn't have to start talking shit to Utah fans. But I saw more Utah fans angry at us than I saw us angry at Utah fans. So uh, <laughs> all in all, incredible environment. The speakers uh, were better. Um, they weren't all the way fixed yet. They had like floating, um, what do they call Like floating like speakers where you just have it on a stand and you like almost like you'd see it like a church or like a, I don't know, like mm-hmm. some sort of like PA system at a conference. Uh, and they had individual ones in every section, especially on the new side. And it helped with the sound down there a little bit, 
Um, it was definitely improved, but it still wasn't great. Uh, I think there's, I'm, I'm hoping that there's a lot of improvement coming with the, with the new sound system. Uh, upstairs where I started, I started out upstairs on the new side, which I've hyped up. And I thought, it, you know, I've talked about how, like the, the sight lines are incredible. You can see the game from everywhere. And that did not disappoint at all. Like the kids wanted to run around. They kept wanting snacks, bathroom breaks, like whatever it was, I could still see the game from everywhere. The, the the views were phenomenal from both the the mountains to the to the field and uh all in all like i mean it was it was a great experience to be there for that kind of night game with that kind of um what, what was on the line to be to be uh totally frank so i hope yeah. we see the same thing with ucla i think we will i mean it might I be a little bit will. more <laughs> Might be a little bit more uh, uh, harsh on, I, on the UCLA. I do thing. think there will be more animosity with the yeah. schools departing for the Big Ten than the four corner schools going to the Big Twelve. Not that there shouldn't be any, uh, as it were, but it's, it's. I think there's a bit more hurt feelings, especially with UCLA being one of the two who sort of put these dominoes in motion. Yeah, and yeah. especially because it was just like you're just riding USC's coattails to the Big Ten. The Big Ten doesn't care right. about UCLA. Well, right. and it's I, I wonder if it's gonna be if there's gonna be a lot of animosity. I, I think UCLA seems to be sneaking under the radar to me. Like USC would get a ton of animosity if they came oh, up here. Oregon, Washington, obviously, but UCLA seems to be that under the radar sneaky evil school, I guess. But I I think to your point, you're gonna see a lot more of those emotions come up when UCLA's here versus Utah. Yep. Right. And I'll be there um, for that game too, by the way. There you go. And yeah. that game, <clears throat> the we do have, uh, I believe it was announced today. Five uh, o'clock kick. That, five, five o'clock kick. On go Fox, right? On Fox. On yeah. Fox. Yeah. On Shocker. Fox. They, they can't get enough ridiculous. of us. And uh, not that it matters or whatever, but just for what it's worth, uh, Friday night's game was the most watched uh, Friday night FS1 game of of the season, despite going up against two two different ESPN games. So I think people do want to watch this team play football, and we wow. already knew that. What course. a revelation! What a revelation! Breaking news here on the Belligerent Peace yeah. Podcast. Yeah, uh, we gotta talk. We gotta talk uh, the actual game a little bit, and I, I have. I despite not. <laughs> writing the outline today i do i do have a way i i want to go about this we're gonna All right. bring back a little bit of benny choose your own adventure uh here so yes. <laughs> uh benny you you choose the side of the ball and then i have a direction to go and then we'll talk about the rest of that side of the ball uh, okay you mean offense or defense let let's choose offense first let's choose offense first and pack yeah. 12 offensive lineman of the week tanner miller as our first spotlight on the Oregon State offense uh, because Tanner Miller was named uh, the offensive lineman of the week uh, in the Pac-12 uh, because he is, one, a beast. <laughs> He's having a great season. I think we knew we were going to be uh, a really strong offensive line unit again. A lot of that uh, hype has gone to Joshua Gray, Talise Fuaga, and Jake Levingood, the big you know returning players, and Henley Bloomfield for sure. Uh, Tanner Miller is more than <laughs> earning, earning his beaver stripes on, on this unit and had a hell of a game. Utah gives up 51 yards per game on the ground, or they did give up 51 yards per game on the ground through four games. And I know people probably wanted a bit more out of Dame, more of DJ on the ground, 
for sure more out of Fenwick after how good he looked against Wazoo. Outside of that huge rush from Silas in the fourth quarter, it didn't feel like a typical Oregon State rushing game, but we still ended with 131 yards on the ground against a team that gives up 51 yards per game, and Miller was a beast. So I just want to start a little bit with the the, the big guys up front who, uh, well, it hasn't been pretty all the time, and it's not, you know, record-shattering numbers. Uh, it's been pretty good uh, through through all all five games so far this season, and I think are a big reason why that we are our four and one and ranked fifteenth in the country in the AP, AP poll, and looking like as we head towards the midway point of the season, uh, they're definitely doing as much work as as anyone keeping these uh, this offense in uh, in good shape. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the running game, certainly, you could see an improved offensive line. And I mean, to be honest, like the offensive line was a, a point of concern uh, yeah. against Washington State. Agreed. They, they did not have their best game. And it was nice to see them come into this game against Utah, uh, be refocused, have a game plan uh, and stick to it. The other thing that I was so happy to see, I mean, Dame not having a hundred yard game um, was in a vacuum, uh, not something you want to see but what was something that i like to see is you find a different way to win and that's not by just giving it to fenwick right and just forcing that rushing game um getting silas involved uh that that yeah. was the game changer i think that is my big takeaway it's the obvious one certainly um but silas put on a show uh and and the nation was watching he's gonna get a lot more attention um which uh i i think um lindgren is will expect um but you can expect to see a lot more attention being given to silas which again opens up the game for dame um the the other thing i think to give props to the offensive line is dj looked a lot more comfortable um yeah. he had a much better game um and so i i, I mean it's sort of a no-brainer but certainly needs to be said that our offensive um triumphs and struggles are going to be dependent on that offensive line but uh, i really liked what we saw uh or what i saw utah has a stacked defense i mean it, it it's certainly oregon state utah one and two um I think it uh, varies depending on who you ask in terms of uh, team defense. Um, and so this was probably the best defense that we're going to face all year. Um, and we looked good, I thought. Putting up 21 points and the stats that we did against Utah, I, I think was something that uh, we would all be very comfortable with uh, hearing what we did before the game. Yeah, I think if we talk about last week, we wanted to see creativity. We wanted to see the offensive line bounce back. And knowing if we could pull off both of those things, that we would have some decent success, not just against Utah, but just in general offensively. Like That would be the, the, the lowest level foundation that we would need to be a successful offensive unit. And we saw that, but also against one of the best defenses in the conference, as you were pointing out. So... I, I thought that the offensive line played great. Um, they gave DJ a lot of time. Uh, the the running game didn't break very many, but there were a lot of times where you felt like it was, if they just high-stepped over that reach-out, tripping tackle, it would be a big play. It wasn't like it was like we just you know ran it for five, six, seven, over and over and over and over again. It was... Oh, that one, they almost had it. You could hear the crowd at Reese or two, like, oh, yeah, the build up, and then, oh, like the, the, the larger level of disappointment when they don't get to that second level of the defense or beyond the second level of the defense because uh, they get grabbed from behind. So 
I, I thought that the rushing game looked good. We just didn't break one. It happens. Uh, I thought that uh, the pass, pass protection for DJ looked good. Um, it was interesting, though, when the, with the scripted, the scripted series for Aiden coming in for the third series. And he, uh, I thought that Aiden's ball looked incredible as well. But the, but the, the pass protection broke down a bit with him. And I, I'm curious to see how that goes because I'm sure that the schematics are slightly different knowing that he can also very easily roll out and take something. I mean, D, DJ can run the ball as well, but DJ's running is just, let's just go up the gut, see what I get, get the yards and, and fall forward. But Aiden's one of those guys, like, give me an open space. Like, if I'm out here in open space, I might be able to, to make some magic happen. So maybe that was just an outcome of that. Maybe it was just circumstantial, but it felt very clear that with Aiden being out there, uh, the that the line was more discombobulated than they were the first two series and they were at all the rest of the game. Um, and it could be they were trying new stuff out, and that's why they had the scripted series. I, I, I have to echo what you said, though, Benny, about Silas. Uh, his play was just off the charts on Friday night. The electricity that he brought to the stadium is hard to capture and hard to replicate. And when you have a guy like that that can be that involved in the variety of creative ways that you have a quarterback that can get him the ball, you have a offensive coordinator that will make sure that the ball's in his hands you just it just feels different every drive feels different when you have an impact play like that make a big play and i hope that they continue to try to find that because it's a momentum shifter no matter what stadium you're playing in you're either silencing the crowd or you're deafening the opponent and silas bolden's the guy that can do that whenever he has the ball in his hands maybe more so than anyone else on the offensive side for this team. This is maybe a point for the defense too, but just Silas had more total yards than Utah did in, in total <laughs> yeah. garbage time. Right. Uh, which, I mean, we'll talk about Trent Bray and the, and the defense more too, but yeah, I felt like, you know, watching the game, Oregon State was in control and Utah is, you, regardless of who's playing, Cam Rising's not playing. So it's not the most dynamic that they've been, but they're still a well-coached team. They do not make mistakes. Uh, they're not going to beat themselves. They will make you beat them, <laughs> and you need to get uh, every ounce of quality that you have. They they're, they've never been fun to play to play against. And anytime I watch him, it's like God. If like kind of like what you were saying, JP, I was like, this is I just we need an explosive play. Like I'm just mm -hmm. hungry for an explosive play because it, it felt like we were having good drives that petered out maybe around like midfield. So we were kind of winning the field position game a little bit. Uh, and then anytime it was, I was just like, come on, Lindgren, dial up something. And then I was like, all right, here's Silas Bolden catching uh, a crossing route and taking it the distance. And then on that, uh, that, four, that fourth and one rushing touchdown of 50-some of yards, uh, I watching it, I saw the flag come out right away, and I was like, damn it, someone like moved illegally. This is an illegal shift for sure. So I'm just watching Silas streak down the sideline, not even happy about it. And then the ref comes out, gives the offside signal, uh, and points to Utah that the penalty's declined. So it was like the most anticlimactic, <laughs> delayed celebration I've had for a touchdown uh, in a while. Uh, but it's yeah, it's like if shit's just not working, or if it's if it feels like we're just kind of like stuck in a rut, which I feel like this game had elements of, even though we were getting a decent push, we were just like you said, Benny. We're I don't we're playing the best defensive team we're probably going to play this year. Just get it's so refreshing to think like okay, yeah, just. 
get get the ball in in Silas's hands and and watch him go to work. And those types of players are rare. We've gratefully got to have a few of them at Oregon State. Uh, yeah. But you know, he's he's his he's his own type of like like JP. Said, like that electricity is wild when he gets the ball. I swear, when he started streaking towards the end zone on that fourth down touchdown run, that like the light show just started before he even got there just because <laughs> yeah. of the electricity that he was producing. Well, and it's like, uh, so Gold was, I forget if he was injured the first game and the second game or just the first game. Um, Gold played the first game. And okay, so the second and miss not second, the second. Yeah. And as well. Okay, so there was uh one drop in particular that Gold had that would have been probably a touchdown, but certainly a huge gain. Um, I think that I mean we've seen what Anthony Gold can do if if he can play um even to the same level that he did last year. Uh, our offense is going to be so dynamic um because he has the very similar skill sets to silas and if you can have two guys who are going to um beat out most defenses fastest defensive back um and you have to watch out for both of them and then you have to watch out for dame and then you have to watch out for dj like that is he how gold plays down the stretch is going to be really really pivotal to how this team does as well i think and and he's gonna have to show up for like the uw game the oregon game the at Colorado, like those big games um, are going to rely on that additional piece of the offense, which I think would be gold. There's going to be games where both Gould and Bolden snap, and those are going to be so goddamn fun. Yeah, oh, but yeah. those, but I ha- I have to say, so I, I pointed out last week, I don't really know what's happening to the receivers, right? Like, because you don't really see it on TV. They might throw a replay or two showing like one guy's one-on-one matchup and who got who got loose and who didn't or who was locked down and who wasn't. But the majority, the majority of some of these deeper throws, and I think it's just a size issue, not a speed issue or athleticism issue. We were we were st- stuck at the line quite a bit, quite a bit, and the windows, the windows to make throws as we did maybe get a step or two were small because I, I Silas and, and Anthony can get they'll get loose. They'll get past their defender, even if they're undersized. But the problem is that the line, the line can't hold for so long. So right. we've seen sometimes where they don't rush as many, and DJ's got it plenty of time, and then he makes this like you know, beautiful butter throw. But that's because this, our speedy wide receivers and our smart wide receivers were able to find open space and like let themselves be seen by DJ, who had plenty of time to make that decision, make the throw. And so... When when these guys are getting locked down at the line, and and at the same point, the, a, a solid defense is coming in on DJ. There's only so much he can do uh, to get them the ball, and so I think it's kind of a collective effort to get Gould involved. And that's why I don't. I'm just, I, I agree with you, Bane. Gould's success is going to be massive for the rest of this year, but it's not on Gould to be more successful. So I guess my point. Um, we yeah. saw some balls that that DJ. Through like the one he threw to Bolt was to Bolden at the sideline. I think I texted you guys. I was like, he threw that literally right towards me. Oh like, yeah, that was a beautiful pass. It was a but. How much space did Silas have? He was wide open. What? What? No. I, I, what? Yeah, I I don't think so. On, on the touchdown or the no the one like, oh. like he was just crossing the like, it was it was oh, it was sideline. like the perfectly thrown yeah. ball and it had oh to be. that yeah he had yes six he had no space yes. Yeah. So, I mean, DJ made the throw that he had to make. Silas made the catch that he had to make. There wasn't a lot of room for error, a lot of margin for error. And we've talked about this previously, but DJ is a, is a smart quarterback. 
He doesn't force those throws. He waits for the next opportunity and is patient. Um, you you do run out of options and run out of chances, though, if you try if you try to do that too many times. So we do need to have everybody collectively be better if we want to have our wide receivers have some of those big games. And I know that they can, but we have to put it all together in the, in the same game. They have to happen. And I think as soon as they do that, as soon as we have one of those games where they both go off, then DJ throws for like f- almost 400 yards. We're, that'll feel so nice. <laughs> we're, we're, we won't look back. Right. I think, That's it's a why I think that could be thing. next weekend. An underrated aspect back. of this game was having a nice three-catch, 60-plus-yard game from Josiah Irish. Oh, yeah. Get involved that Good way. Good shout-out. With the, yeah. a few big catches and even the one catch for Rehab and Yagi, who hasn't gotten a ton of targets so far, but I've, I've liked it when I've, I've seen him out there. I've seen him get open on plays where it hasn't quite worked out. I think DJ got hit on the long pass uh, to Minyagi this game, uh, so it didn't hit him in stride. He had to come back for it and got uh, got tackled right away, but it's still a, a big gainer. Uh, yep. As he and DJ get more comfortable together, I think we can see more big plays out of those two. And, yeah, they're going <laughs> to – teams are going to try to beat down our, our little guys uh, on the line of scrimmage. That's going to happen yeah. every single secondary that we face. So that's going to be a, a constant challenge. And we just we need as many guys to emerge as as possible to keep giving DJ some uh, open throwing lanes. Benny. Also, um, I felt like Lindgren. People hate on Lindgren. I feel like Lindgren is like we are a pro Lindgren podcast. He had an absolutely um, amazing game. I thought his calls were like he was risky at the right times, like specifically on that fourth and one where had had you asked me mid third quarter, I probably wouldn't be so amenable, but. I was <laughs> I was indifferent to Pro Lindgren the the entire way. And then after the game I was like, he, oh yeah, being an offensive coordinator is hard. I'm I'm an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean like yeah, right. I, I mean that was um it was a game that Oregon State looked like they were in control of from the beginning to the end of the game. There was no point of the game where I was like, oh, this is getting kind of dicey or I'm not not totally confident in how we're playing. Like it was a um a dominant from the beginning to the end. And I don't think that 21 to 7 is necessarily uh indicative of how right. that game was played. Totally. Um, but I, I took a look at the uh the stats. This, this can't be right. I'm showing zero zero penalties for Oregon State is that right no we had nine (laughs) okay I don't know where I was I was I that's I wasn't even gonna bring up negatives but yeah that was like one of the gripes that uh that I had but yeah I mean what I what I loved about with with Lingren though was yeah it was dominant but it was methodical yes you don't have to be boring and methodical and I think we we fell into that trap for the last few weeks where Mm -hmm. It was just predictable, but methodically successful. And we just did it and would win or had made it a game like against Wazoo. And I think he he did open the bag a little bit, but he was still methodical with what he was, what the game plan was. And it was limit mistakes, limit turnovers, move the chains, milk the clock. Shout out to Smitty. <laughs> Smitty <titties. laughs> Oh man, and another all-time gift for for the Oregon State gift collection. Um, <laughs> that might be the best. Eleven penalties for hundred yards was the final number. So oof, just, oof. Yeah. So clean that up, boys. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good lingering game. Went for it on fourth down three times, converted on two of them. Three hundred fifty-eight total yards isn't going to get you in the Hall of Fame. 
or it's not, you know, making anyone really excited for the <laughs> NCAA football video game coming back. But 358 yards against the Utah Utes and Kyle Whittingham uh, is a pretty uh, damn good display. And well, and perspective. Yes. And what one last context. Thing that, <laughs> one one last thing that I want to mention about the offense is uh, so if you, if you compare what our offensive line did um, compared to offensive lines that Utah has faced, particularly UCLA and Florida. So against UCLA, um, they the Utah defense got seven sacks. Against um, Florida, they got five sacks. Against Oregon State, they got three. But two of those were on the Aiden Childs drive where there were obviously a, a totally different scheme going on. They had one sack against DJ. And I think that's really indicative. This offensive line, um, we talk about them. I think the people in tune with Oregon State football talks about them. And we know that they're good. We never really see it on paper other than rushing yards. But that's huge. One sack. I mean, a hundred yards and penalties doesn't, you know, sort of negate that. that. It, was, like, it that wasn't is... all. It wasn't all on them. <laughs> well, no, but but I mean that that Put it that, all that on is them. so that is so important, especially sacks on first down where. Yeah, I mean that it just it just sets it up so that Lindgren can methodically dice apart Utah's um, Utah's defense. So I, I think that is worth pointing out. Too. Absolutely, and I think uh, after I don't want to overlook anyone, but going from Utah's defense to Cal's defense is going to feel great for. Hey. Brian Lindgren. I, yeah, I but dude, I'm I really really hope that this team doesn't overlook. I Cal hope they team. don't either. I don't I, I, I did predict that this was our trap game. You did. This would be this yeah. would be the L. Um <laughs> I'm maybe feeling less confident about that pick now, uh given that I thought maybe Cal would draw a little more fan support uh this season. <laughs> uh, it's hilarious that they tried to play it off as being thirty four thousand people at that game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that they, is crazy. They claim the same attendance they claim they claim the same attendance numbers we did. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I know Cal has been better than on the field, Cal has been pretty good, uh, actually, though they did give up 59 points to Michael Penix and the Washington Huskies. And if you want to bill yourself as being one of the best offenses in this conference and want to be one of the best offenses in the country, that that's the mark. You, know, you have to put up big numbers uh, against Cal, and we'll see if they can uh, next week. But they won't have to be trying to beat Cal by themselves. They have a pretty damn good defense that's uh, coming with them. Uh, held Utah scoreless for about 55 minutes, gave up one touchdown at the end, which would have been the first time Utah's been shut out since 2007. Uh, so I'm really mad we don't get to hype up that note, but it was Utah's lowest scoring output in five years. So that's always significant. And, a and I think, that... was it the lowest? It was the lowest uh, uh, points total for that a ranked team has scored in oh. Corvallis in like 60 years. Oh, like shit, a top, really? a top 10 ranked team. That would make sense since, yeah, since I guess Giant Killers. Because that game, wasn't that game 3 nothing or something like that? Yeah. 7-6. Uh, anyway, a player that I know that I think JP, you said, really stood out in week one of this season. Uh, and a player who has now drawn the uh, accolades of <clears throat> the conference or whoever decides those things. But, uh, 
<laughs> Easton Mascarenas Arnold yeah, is your Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week. Hell yeah. His second interception of this season. I wrote about Easton for Cream today uh, and just how amazing of a game he had. How great You're a day late. Had for this. A day late and a dollar early. <laughs> or a dollar short is the, 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 <laughs> day late and a dollar short, but better late than never, um, especially for Easton Mascarenas Arnold, um, who was not late, always on time. Uh, especially the, like that interception, like that, I felt like my shoulder strain watching that happen. Like, <laughs> he, he read the play so well, and he he looked like a, a freakish like tight end catching a poorly thrown ball. That, like the way he caught it, then he like completely contorted his body to turn, catch it with his hands, didn't even use his body uh, as like a, a third hand at all, snatch it out of the air, and then spin in the air, land, and take off running. Like that was such an athletic play. He <laughs> is, we've had, we've lost a lot of talent in that group, and I know people were a little worried about the linebackers going into this year, losing someone like Omar Spates, losing Kyrie Fisher Morris. Two years ago, you know, we had Avery Roberts in there. I think Easton Mascarenas Arnold might be the best linebacker we've had in a long time, you guys. I think you're right, because he also had one sack and led the team in tackles. <laughs> right. He's led the team in tackles four weeks in a row now. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude's a stud. And that's, I mean, you're right. Like that is, I think that's what we were talking about before the season is like the linchpin of how the season's going to go. It's really going to be that linebacker core and, and the secondary. And so far, especially against Utah, they showed up. Yeah. Masquerade's Arnold is just like, there, there's a role at Oregon State at linebacker that, that someone has to fill. And it is the be everywhere at all times on the field. You, you might as well multiply, clone yourself because <laughs> it's nearly an impossible task to achieve. But somehow, somehow we do churn out guys over and over again as they move through the program and we need to <laughs> fill the void. And usually, though, when you have that kind of like archetype player or position at a at a school, the next one is okay. The next one's not as good, but it's still all right. And it, you have like a diminishing return. It's super rare to see the archetype be uh, delivering. Maybe, like you said, the best that we have yeah. ever seen. He might. He might be. Yeah. Not to take anything away from anyone we've had before. It, like I think John McCartan has been fantastic <laughs> this year. Yeah, uh, it's great to see Melvin Jordan the fourth in there as well. And I, I think we're gonna be without Calvin Hart Jr. for the first half against Cal, which will hurt. I think he's been a great addition. Uh, so it's not just you know it's never just one guy, but man, he's been everywhere. His tackle totals in each of the last three games would have been good for career highs heading into the season. Uh, so that production is is backing up what we're seeing on tape. And we, we've we've got a good one <laughs> in, in, the, in that linebacking core. And God, he was everywhere against Utah. You, it, this yeah. defense reminds me uh, a lot of the Fiesta Bowl Beavers defense in a couple different ways. Number one, being good, right? Like they're a, 
A very good. That, that is the first box. Number two, number two, and this is where it really reminds me of them is um, Oregon State set a dominance in the way that you'd set a dominance in like a schoolyard fight. Like they just beat Utah down. And I think that was part of the reason why I felt comfortable with it. Um, Oregon State set the precedent of being the alpha in, in that game. And uh, we we did get two targeting penalties. Um, and I Only think one disqualification could... though, right? No, there were two. It there was, two. Oh, God. yeah. Rawls, Rawls and Calvin Hart. Yes. Um, but, and, and people... I saw people on the internet say that the was it Calvin Hart's was to the quarterback, right? Yeah. That that was dirty. That wasn't dirty. That was I, someone... I think it was called correctly, but it didn't. It was look called like correctly. Malicious. It you know? that's exactly what I'm saying. Is that it's not malicious, but these players are um are not setting that precedent of being the alpha or being the team that's gonna beat you up uh physically um by accident. And sometimes you do get those um get those penalties. And, and yeah. um and I think that's okay. I would much rather have my defense play like that than play passive. I think that was part of the argument of how the defense played in the first half against Washington yeah. State is we were we weren't being aggressive enough. So it was really nice to see Bray make that change and come out. Um, I wouldn't say too aggressive. I don't think there's a such thing as too aggressive, no. but um, no. but being so aggressive that you are putting yourself in that gray area of maybe getting a penalty, a personal foul, or a targeting. I'd much rather see my defense play on um on those on, terms exactly yeah right and both easton and i think earlier in the week trent braid you know talked about how the defense had kind of called themselves out after mm -hmm. the performance at washington state not to take anything away from what washington state has done as an offense this year but just you know our our standard is better than that yeah and going for like that's not acceptable and you really got the feeling that they were taking that seriously. They, I mean, they saw an opportunity with a Utah offense that is solid, but also lacks playmakers and hasn't been setting the world on fire. Uh, when I saw Cam Rising in street clothes, I never want people to be hurt, but I was like, I feel pretty good about the setup of this game, yeah. knowing that Rising's not out there. And... You know, they they got to number 10 in the country without rising so far this year. So you're still playing the number 10 team, the aforementioned number 10 team in the country. And you can't overlook them. And, but you sense that they were being opportunistic about it. Chatfield was opportunistic. He had a, another fantastic. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Had Chatfield been the uh, conference defensive player of the week, it would have, it would have made a lot of sense. And uh, the secondary was much better uh in 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 their performance this week as well you know feeding off that home crowd obviously helps uh but you could see that they were personally challenged by a performance that was not up to snuff on the palouse and it didn't sound like they really needed anyone to say anything i don't think there was any kind of like crazy speech it was just after that game last saturday they got back to work and were like we're going to remind people who we are and they did exactly that and well, almost handed a team its first shutout in more than a decade and a half. And, and I think um, that it's important to also call out the fact that this Utah team was ranked number 10 and hasn't played a game with Cam Rising. So it's not like we were yeah. playing this lame duck yeah. number 10 team. They got there by relying off the quarterback play of Nate Johnson, who, I mean... 
I don't remember seeing another quarterback have as um, not maybe not as bad of a game <laughs> statistically, but as just nerve wracking of a game. I mean, he was playing um, like he had seen a football for the first time. He didn't know what to do in the situation. And shout out to the defense and Trent Bray for confusing the hell out of a quarterback that has um, played an SEC team right. and did fairly well. And, uh, and played... we're, we're better than Florida, but he looked like yeah. a damn good quarterback against Florida. And he looked like a good quarterback against Baylor, too. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's a legitimate top 10 ranked team that we yeah. just beat. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and one one additional point is uh, it feels a little bit nice to have the uh, the roles reversed after last year's matchup in yes. Salt Lake. Yeah. So yeah. and that's just kind of been the way. That's the way it works. It works. That's, Oregon that's State, Utah. It's been you know kind of they haven't been boring. <laughs> well, <laughs> well if this is it, like if that. that was it for Utah, what we're now officially above forever, probably 500 against Utah. 13, 12 and one. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so fuck them. Unless we're, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be conference, Utah, unless we're we're gonna be conference mates again soon, uh, which we can't. It doesn't matter that we can still say that shit. It does, well, we can still say that, but I, I, I don't think we're, we're done playing the Utah Utes at, at football is if I, if I had to bet money is where I would put that. Um, anything else from uh, this past Friday that we got to make sure we hit on? Isaac Hodgins did not score a touchdown, sadly. So the uh, two and a half over under Isaac Hodgins touchdown count is looking like a, a worse bet for me by the <laughs> week. But I've I've got I've got a feeling I've got a feeling that he he's gonna he's gonna hit Pater soon. Uh, yeah, I think he's got another one in him. At least one. At least one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we covered pretty much all that, uh, that I had experienced watching it live, what being at, at Reeser. Um, I, I'll echo though, what at least Terry, you, you talked about a few weeks ago, the, uh, the athletic department and the production team behind the scenes, making sure that the, the, the excitement level and the entertainment level at Reeser stadium, especially with the lights in the night game. I I can't remember being at a better like or a more well produced sporting event uh, that that took out into consideration so many different aspects of making it an ideal uh, like really an ideal experience for for fans to to enjoy. So shout out to the stadium team and shout out to um, athletic department like just top notch, absolutely top notch. And and it looked like that on TV. And I think that obviously the passion around Oregon State sports is second to none. And um, obviously that's that's going to increase uh, as you have a team that is playing as well as Oregon State is right now. Um, but it looked uh, even better than what we've seen in the past because of what you just said, the, the production of everything that was going on. I'm, the lights are so sick. Yeah. The lights are so yep. sick and it looks really good on TV too. So, um, and, and the fact that Oregon state is getting these games nationally televised. So the whole nation is watching like the, this is a, that's a big deal. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Penny, yeah. We've, ta we've talked about it in the past. We've said like Oregon state with this stuff is kind of, you had used, used to be like nerdy or like, yeah. like just didn't really know how to maximize the marketing they were, potential. 
they were lagging behind. They, they were like five, 10 years behind where the upper echelon programs were. And it, and you're right. Like, it does seem like we have caught up. Uh, and or, and now we're setting precedents. Yeah. 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 I agree. It's, yeah. it's awesome to see. And I think, um, you know, uh, the, we have the right people in the right positions. Sarah Alcano has um, ha has done so much for this program. So shout out to her and her team. Um, uh, but you're right. Like totally. you and I discussed how frustrating some of these things were, where it was so obvious to us, like, oh, change this or have a little bit more hype here. Um, and we're seeing all of that plus some come to fruition. It's, it's really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. Some original ideas that are just... Like I, I wish I would have thought of that. I mean, they, they're yeah. they're they're knocking out of the park, and I don't really think the fans. It still was a great. It was still a very gradual uh, increase to get to this point. But like, yeah, I think the fans should really reflect and look back and be like, do you remember what even new Reeser 15, 20 years ago felt like at games? Like it, it wasn't, it was not on the same, on par. Like it should have reflected with the, uh, the renovation. Like we got a brand new stadium side. We got a brand new South end zone. Like let's, let's kind of match the uh, entertainment aspect to the uh, facility. And they just didn't do it. And they just, it never, it was never even close. And now we've got an incredible facility and the entertainment factor is yeah through the roof. Right. And yeah. it looked sweet on TV. Yep. Loved seeing the fans uh, hop in the fence and rush in the field. Uh, yeah. Good job, good job, students. The uh, presence of a student body that was back on campus. Classes started, but it was Friday night, so who cared? Uh, <laughs> that was that was felt. And also, a shout out to Oregon State uh, Athletic Social Media because a cinematic recap that they put together, put on Twitter. So sure good. Yeah, I watched it like six times. Yeah, it's so oh, it's, man, it's, it's, everything. It's amazing. Well, well what a good thing our, they have our real. Our real yeah, was great good. too, JP. <laughs> We're giving other people flowers right now, but <laughs> on the topic, I can give you flowers as well. Our real was sick. <laughs> Check out our real at belligerent beefs on Instagram. Yeah, great work. Uh, as we mentioned, great win by the Beavs. They head to Strawberry Canyon, October seventh. That is a seven p.m. local uh, kick time. Uh, sensational sophomore running back matchup. Obviously, Damian oh, Martinez in a Terry matchup, and, and Jaden Ott for uh, Cal, who was considering Oregon State and ended up choosing Cal, which we I didn't okay know with. that. Yeah, Martinez. But, but we we uh, we got Jermaine Terry instead. Did we got Jermaine, yeah, Jermaine Terry playing his uh former team. I still need to order my Jermaine Terry jersey. Yeah, playing his former team. Uh, this has know, to be the Jermaine Terry breakout game. Like, oh, it's gotta yeah. be. Yeah, literally give home, him like eighteen stadium, targets. Really. Yeah. I mean, so, he, he didn't – it was one of those things where it was like, oh, well, if he leaves the area, he's going to be in the highest demand ever uh, as one of the top tight ends coming out of high school. And But the, no one knew if he wanted to leave, and he didn't want to leave. So he stuck it out, and he, or he stuck around and, and enrolled at Cal and took their offer and makes the jump to go to Oregon State. I, and he might be one of the one of my uh, more uh, exciting prospects uh, on the offensive side because he he just can really – if we – one, if we can get tight ends more involved in our game planning, uh, it would be awesome. But two, if we do that, he could be so impactful that we may be talking about him in 10, 15, 20 years as – do you remember that tight end we had, Jermaine Terry, who just – Right. Absolutely. He's got the body defenses. For it, for yeah. Sure. 
Yeah. So and we need that just big old big target in the passing game. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. I assume you are not going to be at this game, JP. <laughs> I had so many family members ask me about like, why don't you just stay here and go to the game? <laughs> Six, six days from now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure my wife would love that. Yeah, you don't have you don't have an infant at home. Yeah, <laughs> that will be a good one. 7 p.m. kick again on Pac-12 Network. Uh, quick revisit to the preseason predictions. Yes, I uh, forgot that last on week the, on the U on the Utah game. Benny, uh, both of you guys had us on the win. I was the negative ass uh, predicting a loss. Benny predicted a full wee age in this one, the Yay. forty-two to fourteen. You got half so if, it. If you, yeah, you got, half, you got of half of it on both sides. So you yeah. got a half, a half wee age. Yeah, half. It's like, just a half, like, it's like you a half, had the average of the scores last week. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, it's like man. a half chub. There's something there's, happening here. There's something galaxy brain going on with Benny's prediction. So we're gonna uh, cut our rating, a ranking in half next week. Oh yeah, Ooh, we'll be seven and a half. <laughs> I can't wait to see the weekend in college football to see how that's possible. Yeah, I, I, I believe in it. Uh, JP got the Beavs score right. Uh, he predicted a twenty-one to eighteen win Ooh. Um, and I predicted a twenty-seven to twenty-four loss, which I'm very happy was incorrect. Nice. Uh, should I share the Cal prediction? Ah, yes, you can skip mine. No, keep um, mine, because I feel passionate that they should not overlook this game. I really do. Right. All right. So Benny predicted a twenty-four to seven Beavs win. I predicted a thirty-five to nine Beavs win. JP predicted a thirty-one to twenty-eight Beavs loss. Don't mm. overlook. Don't overlook the Golden Bears, no matter what. Yeah. Don't overlook yeah. anybody, and the Golden Bears count as uh, anybody. Yep. Sadly, I it's it's going to be um it will be an interesting game. We have not so far this season given up 100 yards rushing to any individual person. Um, and we're going to be playing the second best running back in the league with uh Jaden Ott. Um, so it, something has to give, and um, I'm I'm gonna put my uh full uh, stack of chips on the Oregon State defense of being able to shut them down and forcing Cal's quarterback to beat us. You're not gonna. Put- your full we hage on it oh the full we hage is already on it what did i say 24 to 7 yeah 24 7 Ah. that's a half we hage yeah i think it's gonna be more than that it's to be honest so i can't change it okay (laughs) that's fine terry got it tattooed on his thigh (laughs) (laughs) i just happen to have next to next to my laptop terry Uh, if we win if we win the pac-12 championship you have to tattoo your handwriting of our predictions every game by game to your thigh yeah i'm open to that (laughs) in in a scroll form <laughs> yes. Oh my God, I'm a, I'm open to that. All right. There's some funny. There's some funny things on here that I won't reveal until we get to them later in the season. But <laughs> yeah, that'll just be that's it. That's a, called a tease in the business. <laughs> <laughs> Tune Oregon in State in three months Cal. when Terry has a tattoo on his thigh. <laughs> and he'll so be live. 7 p.m. Pacific time. That's 9 p.m. Central time. If you are with me in the Central time zone. Uh, let's get a let's get a big fucking watch party somewhere in the Midwest uh, at a bar with Pac-12 Network. That would be fun. Because um, or join our Discord. To, I, Maybe we'll stream it. Oh. I don't have Fubu Fubo TV right now. I might have to buy it. I haven't no. used it yet. Hello, Terry. Join our Discord, and we'll just get some. Do you, do you have Fubu TV? I have. I have oh, plenty yeah. article. I have plenty items of Fubu, but that doesn't guarantee me Fubu Fubo TV. Unfortunately. 
It, it, Fubo right. TV is not for us by us, unfortunately. It's for us by ourselves. <laughs> by ourselves. <laughs> the only ones watching. No one has this. <laughs> no one has this product. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I would start the other football, uh, Oregon State men's Yo, soccer. Yes, thank you. Big dubs, big dubs. You know I wasn't going to forget that. I know. Uh, took care of business on the road, beating the University of Washington in Seattle again. Andy Snacks was on one on Twitter about this. Just call it Lorenz North at this point. Uh, the Beavs beat the Huskies. It's true. Uh, 2-0. Logan Farrington getting the first goal of the game. That is his conference leading eighth tally of the season. And uh, big, big belligerent Beavs favorite, Dante Williams, uh, added another one to make it 2-0. That was your final. It's a second victory over a ranked opponent this season. As the new look Beaver men's soccer team uh, are five, three, and one, they face the Bruins on Thursday, October fifth at seven p.m., which can be seen on Pac-12 Oregon. Mm. Let's go, Dos Acero, Dos Acero, Coach Dolby, Coach Dolby, making moves, baby. Yeah, yeah I, I like this new look team though. I think that there's a lot of potential. As there's there's such there's such a threat to score. Uh, that they can hang with anybody in, in any game. I just think that putting it all together will be, well, how soon they can start to put it all together will be the determining factor how the season goes. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, make sure we tune in for the, the UCLA game. Uh, and also, by the way, the women's team, they, they are also facing UCLA on Thursday. They got a tough Ooh. weekend ahead. They got UCLA, they number five UCLA on Thursday and number 15 USC on Sunday. On the road, both of them. Yeah, that is a gross trip to LA, yeah. which implies that there are not gross trips to LA. Just kidding. I like visiting LA, but I'm mad at USC and UCLA in all sports. So beat their ass, Beeves. Sounds hey. like back to back McKenna Martinez hat tricks. I would love. Oh, no, I'm that. down. I would love to see that. Uh, we've never beat UCLA at UCLA, so the time is now. The time is now. And if yeah. anyone's going to get that team riled up to do so, it's Coach Nicola. Of course. Yeah. Go be. You guys want to know? So <laughs> yes, I, I want to know something, Benny. I'm just I'm just looking at stats here, and uh, <laughs> and and Cal's this is the part of the podcast where we look things up. Cal, yes. Cal's quarterback has had 130 yards passing in two two games in a row, which seems like the odds of that happening are pretty e exactly 130 yards passing. Yeah, and then the game before that, he had 156. So okay, so a range. I, I'm a betting man. Okay, not really, but I will bet you 100 to one odds that he does not throw 130 yards again next Ooh. game. Ooh, I think he will because I think we're gonna shut uh, Jaden Ott but, down early. So he's wait, he's gonna. JP is betting that he just doesn't no. throw 130 yards. Exactly no, even, 130. Even, yeah, oh. exactly. Oh, 100. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Any number besides 130, he wins the bet. But it's 101 odds. So yeah. if you bet a dollar, he wins a dollar. If he throws exactly 130 yards, Benny, you win a hundred dollars. Oh yeah, I'll take that bet, and then uh, what? <laughs> then we'll just parlay. We'll just parlay that money and split it in Vegas. Yes, like, dude, I'm so we excited have... to bet random shit in Vegas. Oh, we know we have to. <laughs> we have Weber State. We have to. We have to top or institute a cap 
before we go out before we get on the plane. Otherwise, I'm coming home with nothing. No, <laughs> well, I'm we... getting my socks vested literally five days before we go to Vegas. <laughs> oh, which no. is not good. <laughs> oh man, I have, I, have, I have a limit. I have a limit. I'm setting myself a limit. Yeah, yeah. he's milking it. <laughs> my yeah. my limit is everything I have. Yeah. <laughs> That's a it's a natural. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we did oh, I ever share the story though about the parlays that so Benny and I in freshman year of college we figured out you can bet online. Back this is this is in the wild west days of the internet. You can yeah. bet online. Um what was the website, Benny? It was a yellow and yellow and black everywhere. Yeah. It was very We we knew the guy that ran oh, that website. I remember this. Yeah. And we we Bruce, uh Bruce Davis was his moniker. Yeah. We we bet um, I put, I had a 16 game parlay for the NBA playoffs and MLB playoffs or something. Oh, or, uh, no, MLB yeah. and NBA playoffs. And like I got to like game 15 and lost, but I only bet like two dollars on the parlay. But I had like eighteen hundred dollars riding on uh the outcome, and yeah. sadly. It, it made watching like the Jazz versus who were they playing? I don't know. Suns, Jazz, Suns. It was something like that. It made yep. them way more fun to watch. Uh, but fucking Steve Nash ruined it for me. Fucking That's Steve Nash. Right. He ruins everything. Yeah. Why is he always ruining things? Yeah. Glad I he like left Steve. the Warriors. I, I, I don't know. He's Canadian. He's a great eh? Canadian. Yeah. Great Canadian. Hey. Maybe not a great head coach, but maybe not. Thankful, thankfully, you know, he doesn't have to do that anymore. He's from. He, he did play at Santa Clara. He did play at Santa Clara. Yeah. yeah. What are they? What is their team name? The Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They should be the Banana Broncos. That would be oh. cool. <laughs> Banana Broncos. Dude. We can the be banana the Banana Beavers. Oh, <laughs> the banana oh. peeps. Oh, oh no. Oh yeah. We've got oh god, there's gonna be shirts on our website of like beavers eating bananas but this time tomorrow, aren't there? Yeah. <laughs> or a beaver a banana that looks like a beaver. Oh the the potential. Or a beaver, but that the tail is a banana. Banana hammock. Harry, <laughs> JP, the, the look on JP's face. I'd never make JP look like that. <laughs> the look on his face. I love it when JP's impressed with me. It oh, makes me so I happy. Could see, I, saw, I saw what you were dishing. It was, it was beautiful. Picking up what I'm putting down, as it were. Um, well, this was a lot of fun. Do we have anything else we need to talk about besides beavers and bananas rolling down the stairs? <laughs> No, nope, just rest, don't watch college game day. Don't watch college game day. <laughs> but, did, but did you no? But, did you say that but, just so that Terry and I would argue for the next two hours but, off, Mike? No. But can I just say something? So chances are college game day is going to Seattle in two weeks. I just had my flagpole and my flag <laughs> delivered by Amazon today. Ooh, shout out Amazon! And seriously, go I, flag yourself. Yeah, seriously, I can't, go flag I can't yourself. wait to see the shots of you at Red Square. Uh, when college I also, game day goes there for Seattle. There's, there's. <laughs> I can wait fans. until you send me a picture because I'm not watching. I said yeah, the shots. I said I can't wait to see the shots. Uh huh. Does that mean you're watching or not watching? No. <gasps> I'll take. This video. was never the central part of the argument. <laughs> I could take or leave game day even prior to Pat McAfee shooting his mouth off. It was never something I set my watch to. I was more intense about the the watching of other other games and actual oh yeah we don't need to go down this road oh yeah we need to go down that road but yeah i don't need to watch game day anymore yeah don't watch game day let's just be like no just watch just watch my video feed dude we should start our own baby's game day yeah baby's game day we should 
Where yeah, should? Oh, well, you already have bleached hair. Maybe just get a cut off and uh, just be. I don't know how, generally how an fake asshole. tan I could get. <laughs> yeah, right. dude, that dude is so fake tan. Yeah, he goes. I work at a tan. He goes to the same salon as Trump. A fake tanner. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> that dude's looking rough too. Oh Both. man, I like this pregame yeah. pregame baby baby's game today. Yeah. yeah, but we got to think coffee with the baby. We kind of did that. We kind of did that once, and it was fun. But well, but what yeah, if we we'll, set up shop and we had people behind us, even if we were doing it remotely? Uh, oh, start <laughs> off with our families, yeah, and then it would just go from there. Yeah, yeah. Mom, you have to stand behind us and yell constantly. Yeah, hold the sign up. Cool Mom, hold it up. All of our friends. We have to get someone to hold yeah. up just the big head of somebody right. too and then oh i, well, I have a uh, fat head of everett that it was uh it was in oracle park during the COVID season so i can hold that up <laughs> yeah do that dude i bet you I'm oregon state still that. has all of the like student cutouts that they put in the stadium during COVID. yeah uh, i bet you those are in storage somewhere and they probably have they some can... of the hey shout out to thompson brothers for saying what's up while uh I, oh yeah I you saw the thompson brothers how did we not get to that part too i don't know but also, they took the picture with Ev and Penelope. But the last time they took a picture with Ev was like uh, six years ago. Oh shit! Oh wow! At research, was Daniel. they like holding him? Uh, no, my sister was. It was weird. Oh. I took the picture, but I had her hold him. But he, yeah, Ev was very excited about being in the photo with them again, and uh, they that's were like, awesome. "Oh, what? No way! This is so cool." They thought it was cool, and so I oh, appreciate that's cool. them. Yeah. Shout out Ethan and Stevie. So good um, to see them. also They're good dudes. Uh, one one last note for our listeners if anyone is going to uh the colorado game in boulder um shoot me a dm i think i'm going i'm pretty Whoa! sure i'm going yeah yeah wow i'll talk I'll, I'll talk a lot of shit to the colorado fans i got i got i haven't heard anything about that team this year what's going on in boulder uh, yeah Wait, so you're gonna I mean, go from batch oh no you have one week between yeah maybe, maybe. i was thinking about arizona but that would be the very next week. <laughs> There's, I would just stay in Las Vegas and go travel down to Tucson. Just do it. Rent, yeah, a, just rent like it. a Cadillac and just drive to Tucson. I get it. Through the Toro desert. it. Toro. Yeah, thank you. Shout out Toro. Shout out Toro, who famously brought you this episode of the Belligerent Beef Without knowing podcast. it. Shout out to you, the listener. Thank you for being here. Thank you for holding us down. Uh, please take a minute to rate and review the show. Five stars only. Our Spotify rating just went up, and I'd like to keep seeing it go up. I saw uh, that. So give That's us, dope. Give us five stars on Spotify. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or five stars wherever you get your podcasts. I'm sure there are other ones that are more than reputable. Uh, and take the time to share the show with a friend. It really helps us grow the show a lot. And we sincerely appreciate it. Um, for all of us here at the Belligerent Beeves, for me and my beautiful co-hosts in Portland, uh, J.P. Bertram with the bleached hair. He's on Twitter at the Trill J. That's at the underscore Trill underscore J because he's too Trill to be real. You can see him at basically every Beaver game, <laughs> every every home <laughs> game. He'll yeah. be at the UCLA game, which we already mentioned. Five o'clock kick on October fourteenth. Uh, if you don't want to watch it on Fox, because fuck those guys, you can go to the game in Corvallis and hang out with JP. Let's what go. What a what a treat. That would be for everyone. And my parents and my niece and nephew. Oh, nice. Family, family you'll affair. Be, you'll yeah. be in the Bertram. You'll, you automatically get adopted. If you go to a family, if you go to a sporting event with that many Bertrams, you just become a Bertram. Yeah. Benny and I both so, know from experience. Yeah, that is true. Do, we just did, get taken. 
Am I remembering right that you said that either your mom or your dad or maybe both are going to be cheering for Oregon State because of the bullshit that UCLA has been pulling? Yes. Yeah. Good. My dad did good, say he's gonna. He, he'll probably still wear uh, UCLA gear, and I warned him. I warned him again yesterday. I said, "Okay, I wouldn't he's do that." But I, I'm wearing it, but I'm still. I, I'm rooting for Oregon State, and I want them to win the conference this year. So yeah, we'll, have, we'll, him, have we'll, him wear we'll, an Oregon State shirt. We'll let yeah, Jimbo figure change. that out. Himself. He'll change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he'll come around. Yeah. Uh, and of course, up in Tacoma, uh, very soon to be getting arrested on a, uh, college game day set in Seattle. So don't watch <laughs> uh, unless so don't, Benny gets arrested. Do in, not tune in to see Benny get arrested. It's Benjamin Lawrence, a.k.a. <laughs> Benny with the good quaff, a.k.a. Benny Burner, a.k.a. Benny Bowl Game, a.k.a. Benny Blastoff, Benny Birthday everything and benny about to fight pat mcafee in public (laughs) (laughs) i'll make him throw up again i chat gpt had a fight how to figure out a way to fight pat mcafee box him but box him yeah like set up a boxing like a i don't know he likes you know charity boxing things he does charity stuff so the the, the least amount of money yeah Uh, yeah and that but maybe who knows our our listeners are are damn proud so i'll Uh, do it he's at Betty L1986 on the social media channels. I am Terry Horseman at Terry Horseman on Twitter and at Terrence Horseman on Instagram.com. Uh, here celebrating the Beavers win, the Twins win, all the wins, just feeling Congrats. the love, feeling the joy. Episode 110 in the books. Oregon State 4 and 1, ranked 15th, moving on up, about to be ranked 7 and a half somehow. We don't make the rules. We're just here to talk about them, I guess. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. Follow us at Belige Beeves on Twitter, at Belligerent Beeves everywhere else. We're on the new ones, the blue skies, the threads, the uh, selling weird stuff on Facebook Marketplace at reasonable uh, values. All the socials, we're everywhere. BelligerentBeeves.com, BelligerentBeeves.com slash merch. The Revenge Tour is in full swing this week at Cal. We're going to beat their ass and say, ACC, you later, Golden Bears. Oh, let's go. And remember, remember, no matter what, you can't spell chop them without hope. So chop them. Chop them. Chop them. Bring back Bernice. And Pat McAfee can suck my deoc. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Ha, 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 ha.